0: Hi everyone Noor here and you're listening to In Progress, An Imperfect Journey Navigated and this podcast is presented by Girl Boss Radio in partnership with Toomey. So over the course of 10 episodes we will be going on a journey together. We'll be deep diving with the best and the brightest female founders, entrepreneurs and creatives out there and offering you the motivation you need to transition from where you are to where you want to be these brilliant women, and I mean brilliant, will be dishing out real-world advice for self-development on the go so you can dare to change direction and so you can live a more fulfilling and productive life. You know, the life you deserve. Let's go. Today, we are talking about how to transition into a purposeful life. So basically, what does that mean? you have a dream and an end goal now what so this episode is pretty much a crash course in the do's and don'ts of transitioning from the life you have to the life you want and avoiding as much mess as possible today we are speaking to an amazing guest her name is cassandra gray and she is the founder of violet gray which is pretty much the rotten tomatoes of beauty Now, Cassandra once had a marketing consulting business and wrote the business plan for Violet Gray while she was still in her old role. And it was quite a journey before she jumped into doing this full time. So I want to welcome Cassandra on the show. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And take us back to when you had the marketing consulting business. Where was your
1: head and your heart at at the time? I I wanted to start a company, you know, since I'm 20 and was constantly, like, dreaming and scheming up ideas and, you know, thinking. And when I was dreaming, I was mostly dreaming about a team of people that were, like, executing something that I wanted to build. Like, that was the dream. And I worked as, I mean, before sort of getting into... Uh, I guess, entrepreneurship or working for myself. I worked like as a waitress, as a barista. I I was a manager of a children's clothing store. So I had like a lot of uh, work experience with bosses before I started my own um, consultancy. And I think, you know, consultancy is like, seems like a big word. Like I didn't think like I had a career and I was, you know, uh, pursuing my career. I thought I know something about, marketing for whatever reason. And I like to study human behavior and I like to collect people. And so I had this sort of like corral of influencers that I parlayed into uh, helping companies attract and associate with those people or that community or that culture. When was the
0: first moment when you realized you needed to make a transition in your career?
1: I mean, I think the first... you know, I always knew that I wanted to start a company and that was my dream, and I always knew that I wanted to pursue my dream. So I think when I first knew that I was going to do it was when I was ready to make that commitment. I mean, I knew that starting a company was really hard, just being around lots of companies, and that once you start, and particularly if you're, you know, taking in investors and spending other people's money like it is it is nonstop and i think the common thread with successful companies is like an obsessive founder so i sort of like wasn't ever really i didn't feel ready to do that until i was like 30 but i think what gave me the drive or the guts to actually start something is is the vision for violet gray so i think i think everything Great starts with a vision and a dream. It's like, you know, like Biggie Smalls, like it was all a dream. I mean, that, that's where it starts. And I think that in order to attract the kind of people that I wanted to get to work with, I knew that it was about art. I knew that it was about um, a vision and a dream world that people would want to be a part of. So it really and it started with me. So like for me to make that kind of commitment and completely change my life, I had to like get really excited about what I wanted to build.
0: And how important do you think that was in giving you the drive you needed to build this? How important is it for other people to find something that they're just so passionate about to give them the drive to make that take that jump?
1: I mean, I think for me, it all starts with inspiration. So I think that, you know, I'm a big vision board person. Oh, my gosh, yes, same. Yeah, and um, so, like, to me, everything good that I've wanted to do, whether it was, like, you know, redesign my bathroom or start a company or, uh, you know, I I don't know, uh, get the dream body I ever wanted, it always started with... um, with a mood board of images and language and, uh, you know, telling a story through visual assets that would help me get there. Because if it's not real, like, how do I, how can I articulate what I want it to be? And how can I do that with other people that I need to be able to build what I want to build? And once you do it, like once you build a brand book or a mood board or a business plan, I mean, if you're not really excited to build whatever it is that you sat down to map out on paper, then you can't, I mean, then you know it's not a good idea for you.
0: When people ask you to describe Violet Gray, how do you do so?
1: I mean, I think about Violet Gray as like a band of editors and experts in the beauty industry or entertainment industry that, um, that curate beauty products across all categories so i think like the future of sort of shopping is about curation and not like, contributing to the noise and i think starting violet gray and thinking about okay what problem are we going to solve for customers and the problem that i saw as a customer was that there was just way too much to choose from and you know the beauty is is such a such a a as A broad word and space, so it's and it's really to me about um, the self esteem and sort of living the best version of yourself or living your best life. I guess what they say. So, so yeah. I mean, I think I think we describe it as um, you know we we're very much in the service business and we're very much about curating for our customers and we think about everything we do with the sort of box of like does this strengthen our relationship with our customers does this garner her or his loyalty
0: so did you did you solidify the idea when you identified the problem you felt you were having and wanted to become the solution
1: so the idea for violet gray i mean i usually give credit to Net-a-Porter. So like at the time when I was writing the business model, I was just writing business models. Like I was just like what's a good business? And I was reading something about Net-a-Porter and it was something about like combining two addictive activities like perusing a magazine and shopping and I thought that's cool. And I and I was you know really interested in technology and obviously digital businesses cuz that was sort of seemingly the future like that was catching on. So, you know, there was at the time there was nothing like net a in the beauty industry. And as a beauty consumer, I I found that, I mean, I thought that the, the, the process of like going to the store or reading something in a magazine or hearing something from your trusted best friend or whatever, and then having to go to the store and wait in line and, you know, all that stuff just felt like a problem we could solve with the internet. Did you eventually feel like this was becoming your purpose? My purpose has always been innately to create. So I want, I need to create. Like if I'm not being creative, if I'm not learning, if I'm not building, if I'm not feeling vulnerable or scared or um, challenged, I'm not creating. And if I, and then I just feel like I'm living like an inauthentic an life.
0: All right, guys, quick break for an important announcement. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with our friends at Toomey. And if you're thinking right now that Toomey is essentially synonymous with luggage for effortlessly chic jet setters, you're absolutely correct, my friend. But here's something you can add to that mental association. Elegant timeless handbags that bring the same level of sophistication to your everyday life. Obviously, our journeys are always a work in progress, and while we can't have our act together 100% of the time, we can certainly carry around a bag that makes us look like we do. Whether you're looking to pick up a gorgeous new bag in the softest of leathers, or a nylon number that's as adaptable as you are, you can check them out at www.toome.com. And let's start seeing some of the pics of that new new on Instagram. Yeah? What advice would you give somebody who's making a big transition in their life in terms of career?
1: I mean, I think what you're talking about is like having purpose, or if you're lucky enough to know what you are meant to do, or what drives you, or makes you feel honest or alive then it's about you know pursuing that and it's you know and and and, it, and the only thing that really can hold you back is is fear and i think we all i mean i certainly experience a lot of fear and i i always think about i wrote this down for you whenever i'm thinking about doing something and i feel like i can't do it because i'm scared that i'll fail or if everyone is like, you can't do that, or if I fell flat on my face trying to do something, I always think about this uh, Man in the Arena by Roosevelt. I'm going to read it for you. Because it's like, it, it, every time I feel like I'm, you know, worthless and a failure or going to fail, or there's no way I can do this, I read this and my late husband gave it to me, like printed on a card that I keep in my wallet, and I just find it so useful. So I'm gonna read it for you. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms the great devotions who spends himself who spends himself in a worthy cause who at the best knows in the end the triumph of the high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while, he, while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat.
0: That was amazing. That's so good. What about that makes you feel comfort in those moments?
1: I just feel like just imagining, I guess, ego, like imagining your life, like not going after what you want just seems like uh, pathetic like so much worse than failing
0: that I'm like still thinking about from my own personal experience and even just recently have struggled with you know people always have something to say and always have something to criticize and you never think about the fact that that's not what matters but the fact that you're in the arena doing the work
1: is what matters yeah And I'm not saying, like, don't be prepared. You know, I think, um, like, you can, like, jump off a cliff and you might survive. But if you, like, pack a parachute, like, the odds are better. So I think it's, you know, I think the odds are in your favor. The odds are in your favor. I also think that, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, You know, all the all the companies or all the the people doing cool things that I've seen usually always have had a mentor or even like a village of mentors. And I think oftentimes, like if you're vulnerable or you have doubt or, you know, you're not, you're just not confident because you don't, you feel like you don't know what you're doing. I mean, the fact is, is that most entrepreneurs don't know what they're doing. And usually they're trying to, go down uncharted waters. And so when you talk to other entrepreneurs or people that could help you, like they they respond to that, like just being transparent, like I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to do this and I need your help.
0: Was that easy for you though? Because oftentimes I've it's there's like a misconception that you look weak when you ask for help. And the reality is you can't get anywhere without... Help or being able to ask for help or mentorship or at least maximizing on your potential. Was
1: that hard for you at first? Yeah, and it and it kind of goes back to the importance of Vision again and being able to articulate that vision whether it's in words or in a book. I think that If you are really passionate about what you want to do and that shows in your body language and in your words and in whatever you know, presentation materials that you're sharing with whoever you're asking for help from, it's very rare that someone doesn't want to help you. So it's about passion and drive and being able to articulate that.
0: In a sense, I think that there's also an aspect of humility there. Yes. Because you have to kind of squander that pride and ego that makes you feel
1: like you can't go and ask for that. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Can you please help me? And oftentimes, people that have built things know how to help you. And now being one of those people that's gone through, you know, wartime, early stage, building a company life, wartime, first time CEO, founder. I mean, I've been through it all. And if somebody comes to me and asks me how I would deal with this problem, I usually know the answer in this particular area of like, the first five years of building a company. I don't know all the answers, but I know a lot about that. And I know it because I made a lot of mistakes. So, and then, so it's like fun for me and fulfilling for me to be able to share that.
0: What was the biggest challenge for you in starting over that way?
1: I had a lot of support. And so I was, you know, I was raising money for a couple of years, sort of like slowly, <laughs> I was trying to raise money for a couple of years and didn't really, wasn't really able to raise money around the business plan until like, you know, year two of of trying. So I would say the biggest challenges were raising money to be able to do it. I mean, I think all of that time of- visualizing what I wanted and like building out business models and really studying what I wanted to do. I had the luxury of being able to have the time to do that. I think that's a that would be a part of starting the business, but I didn't really feel like I was building until I raised a seed round of funding and like hired my first employees. You mentioned something earlier that was really
0: interesting, and it was the fact that you recently hired your own
1: CEO. So you hired yourself a boss. I did. So yeah, I mean, we could talk about that transition too. What made you decide to do that? Um, well, I tried to do it for a few years um, because I you know, I was a first time CEO and founder and the company was growing and it was getting much more sophisticated than my skill set in the categories of like finance and uh, operations and supply chain and all the all the all the mechanics that make the magic possible and you know i i i needed help like i was incredibly stressed and could not sleep at night and so i really wanted somebody who knew what they were doing to come in and run the company and you know it was really hard for me to to let someone do that and trust someone to do that. So my first two hires, I I really think um, you know I didn't I didn't give them the opportunity to really lead. And this this time it's been about a year and my CEO April Uchitel is uh, is just phenomenal and she's my boss and she's tough and I you know I I I let her do that I guess I, because it's how I'm going to be able to build this scale the company. I mean, that takes a lot of
0: self-actualization and like understanding that there is something bigger at play here, which is your company and the message that you're bringing along and the brand that you're bringing along. What kind of advice would you give to people about just really being able to look in the mirror and, and say like, this is my skill set. This is what I'm good at. Let me learn how to delegate and let me learn how to do what's best for my brand or my mission so
1: that we can grow together? Well, I think it starts with having faith and like the biggest benefit to having faith is, um, you know, like once you do it as, as hard as it is, like even if you're on the verge of, you know, bankruptcy, you're doing it and you're literally living your dream. So when people ask you, like, how you're doing, you're like, hey, you know, I'm living the dream. (laughs) And it's real. So whatever phase you're in, as hard as it is, like, you're doing it.
0: All right, before we go, can you offer us three tips for women who are considering making a huge career or life transition of their own?
1: Okay, so kind of to wrap this up, I think one is think big and get big. Dream big and learn how to articulate your dream. In a way that inspires people to help you or join you because you're going to need people. And two is if you haven't saved money, write a business plan and get an angel investor because you're going to need money. And three is be prepared to work hard and follow through on all the little things. Mm. Because it's all the little things that make the big things happen. I love that. And then it's like just don't give up no matter what. Don't give up no matter what.
0: That's just like a reminder three times. And
1: Alcoholics Anonymous. Don't drink or use drugs no matter what.
0: No matter what. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) the perfect way to wrap
0: this episode. Um, Thank you so much. And we will see you next episode. For more information on Cassandra Gray and her company, Violet Gray, check her out on Instagram at Cassandra Gray. And that's Gray, G-R-E-Y. And Violet Gray. And on Twitter at Violet Gray. And you can visit their website at Violet Gray. You guessed it, violetgray.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of In Progress, presented by Girl Boss Radio in partnership with Toomey. Be sure to tune in to the next episode to hear more from the brightest minds out there, all bringing the real talk to navigating your life and career so you can really take flight. Because, yep, you already know, it's a work in progress. And be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the 10 episodes.